this morning, I want to answer the question, why get baptized? Okay, so especially, but you have already kind of uh, stepped up, so you kind of probably, but why would these 12 people uh, walk down to Walloon Lake in front of lots of people, uh, get dunked uh, in front of everybody, and, and here's a big deal down in Walloon Lake, is you're risking swimmer's itch, too. So why, why would you go risk all that in order to get baptized? Is that something we still need to do in 2020? Is that something that's still needed and necessary? That's the question that we're going to answer this morning. Would you uh, locate on your phone or in your Bible, Matthew chapter 28, uh, And we're going to begin with the very first reason why these 12 are getting baptized. Hopefully, uh, most of them can make it. And uh, why maybe some of you should consider it. Okay? Watching online, this this is for you. We're going to have a 2.0. Why should you get baptized? We're going to look at that. Matthew 28, slide down to verse 18, and let's stand if you're able. And we're going to read out loud the first reason why baptism is necessary. Ready? Here we go. Read with me. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for preserving for us exactly what we need to know, including the commands. So, Lord, help us to understand this command here this morning and help us, Lord, to understand why it's needed and necessary to get baptized. I I pray for those who are going to get baptized. We've got uh, five in this service. Hopefully we'll have the other seven or eight in the next service, Lord. But would you uh, help all of us understand why baptism is such a big deal to you? And if it's a big deal to you, Lord, it it should be a big deal to us. So help us to, to find and discover the reasons for going public. We invite your spirit now to come and meet us in this place. Lord, we're glad that uh, we're not alone. Two or three are gathered. You're here with us right now. You're with those watching online, Lord, and we invite you now to come take charge in your church. And your church, Lord, is wherever your people are. So you come and rule and reign. Lord, speak clearly. That's always what you do best at, Lord, help us to listen clearly and closely to you. Teach us, Lord. We're listening. We're ready to hear from you. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one united voice. You can be seated. First reason baptism is important. First reason why we should, why it's needed and necessary. Would you look at verse 18? It's pretty clear here. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. Jesus is the king of the universe. Okay, He's talking about everything in heaven, all of the stars, all of the 
planets, all of the hundreds of billions of galaxies. I'm the king of heaven and earth. Okay? And now the king of the universe issues a command. Go back to the text. Uh, go and make disciples. Everywhere you go, as you're going is the idea, make disciples of me. Okay? So when, when you're going to work, when you're going to school in New York, Sid, wh wherever you go, uh, you are to be making followers of me. Make disciples everywhere you go. Make disciples in our sister church in Haiti. Uh, make disciples in Zambia. Make disciples in Hong Kong, in Sicily, in Indonesia, in East Jordan, uh, Boyne Falls, Boyne City, Alanson, East Jordan. Everywhere you go, make disciples, okay? That's the first thing. Go make some disciples. And once you make disciples... What's the first thing a disciple, a follower of Jesus should do? Look at the text. Go and make disciples. And what does it say? Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? Okay. So uh, we've got 12 or so who've listened to this direct order from the commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ, and today they're going to act on his order, his command. We've got uh, a young man who is a part of our church, Ryan McKenzie, and he is in boot camp right now, okay? So just think with me right now, he's in boot camp, and now the sergeant gives an order, and Ryan says to the sergeant, Sarge, you know what? I didn't sleep well last night. There was a storm, and, and I wasn't able to get a lot of rest, so if you don't mind, Sarge... Uh, I'll, I'll think about maybe doing that tomorrow, but today, Sarge, I, I, I don't think I'm going to obey. H how do you think that's going to go over with a sergeant? <laughs> uh, he'll be doing lots of push-ups. He'll be doing lots of running. He might be peeling lots of potatoes. You understand? You, you don't tell the sergeant, no, or I'll do it later. And I just want you to understand how much greater our King of kings and Lord of lords, the King of the universe, issues a command. Go make disciples. And if you're a disciple, not a suggestion, this is an order from the commander-in-chief. Get baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to do this afternoon. I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and we're going to baptize them, okay? So again, why water baptism is needed and necessary? Because it's an act of obedience. Uh, th that's the first reason, okay? We, we obey because the king has said, this is what I want you to do. This is what I command you to do, okay? So the next step of obedience after you've said yes to Jesus is to actually go public with your love for Jesus. I've had lots of folks who would say, Pastor Jeff, um, I've been baptized, but, but I don't remember it. I, I was like a month old or three months old or, or a year old. I, I know my parents tell me I've been baptized. Are you ready? Give me your eyeballs. You have good parents then. They cared so much for you that they have this symbol that they want you to get baptized in the church, that's how much they loved you, and they want you to follow Jesus. 
So, I think their prayers have been answered because now you're following Jesus. Now it's time for you to go public for you. Understand? So in other words, this is something that a believer, a follower who says yes to Jesus does. So, So it's up to us as someone old enough to say yes to Jesus. Yep, I want to do that. I want everybody to know I'm following Jesus. Okay? Second reason why these folks are getting baptized in Walloon Lake this afternoon. You ready? Here it is. If you're taking notes, it's a public declaration of allegiance. Okay? I am declaring when I go into the water that Jesus, you are the leader, you are the Lord, you are the boss of my life. It's it's a declaration. I love Jesus and I want everybody to know it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a what? Okay, few of you, come on, rest of you. If anyone is in Christ, I would have said seven or eight, but that would have been half of you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to, you know, I had three months getting used to preaching to empty pews. No, I didn't get used to it, but, but I, 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 I learned it, okay? If anyone is in Christ, he's a what? New creation. The old is gone. The new, Jesus has come. You know, I'm declaring when you get baptized, you know what, I used to play on the other team, but I don't play on that team anymore. I've got a new team. I'm on the team Jesus. Do you understand? That's what baptism does. It says, I'm on G- now I belong to Jesus. Mark 8, 34. Then Jesus called the crowd to him, along with his disciples, and he said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, follow me. Verse 38, if anyone's ashamed of me, my words in this adulterous, sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Baptism in outward declaration. I've said yes. I love Jesus, and it's for keeps, and I want everybody to know it. Okay? We have symbols, you understand? Uh, men, those of you who are here and you've got a wedding ring, could, could you just show us your wedding ring? Come on. You don't need it. That's right. We wear that. Why? It's an outward symbol that, on, for me, on June 19th, 1982, Auburn, New York, Second Baptist Church, I made a declaration. I said, you know what? This is the woman that I am getting super glued to. I love her, I do. What's the outward symbol of that declaration? What is it? It, It's I wear it around, okay? And and everywhere you go, men, you wear that ring because you need to be reminded, you want other people to know, this is my bride, I love her, I'm committed to her, okay? Maybe you need another example, okay? Uh, I grew up near Chicago and for years, my team, the team I loved the most, they were horrible. They, they always lost. Even if they started off in front, then they'd get past, and they managed always to find a way to lose. But in 2016, here's, here's what happened. I, I just want you to know, 2016, the Cubs are not the lovable losers any longer. Isn't that right? They're no longer the losers in the world. The Cubs won the world championship, okay? And when I wear this hat, what am I declaring? (laughs) 
I'm a Cubs fan, you know, and, I, and finally, finally, after all these years, you know, I'm a man in his late 50s before finally they can win, okay? So I wear this loudly and proudly, I'm a Cubs fan. Can I just say, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> He's just jealous. <laughs> it's been a while for you Tigers fans. But they're my number two team. Anyway, uh, wherever we go, if you're wearing a hat, whether it's U of M or State, pick your, pick your team. When you wear a hat, what are you announcing? That's my team. Can I just say to you very clearly, when we go down into the water, you're announcing to everybody, I'm on Jesus' team. You understand? He's my king. He's my Lord. He's my master. So again, I'm just saying when we go down there, picture the hat, only it says Team Jesus, okay? And that's what baptism is all about. It really is. Third reason why we encourage and teach and, in, and challenge you to get baptized. You ready? Third reason, because it's an awesome picture of the gospel, Awesome picture of the gospel of Jesus. What's that? Romans 6, verses 3 and 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life, a new life in Christ, okay? Now, think with me now. In the beginning, water, symbol of chaos, and out of that chaos, God brings order. That's what he does. He creates life. That same thing is true for us. Before we knew Jesus, we were lost. We had no purpose. We were wandering around in darkness before we knew Christ. But now Christ brings life out of the chaos, does he not? Some of us could stand up right now and say, you know what? The old is gone, the new has come. Uh, the old was chaotic. There's new stuff going on in me, and that's all about Jesus. Baptism pictures this transformation. It really does. Hey, Levi, you still willing? Still up to it? Come on down. I want to show you something, okay? There's this wonderful picture. Run on down here. Um, and we're going to go and we're going to demonstrate what we're talking to about with, with the folks, okay? This is my grandson, Levi Bradley. Right up here, Levi, okay? Wave at everybody. Say hi. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. You getting baptized today? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, do you love Jesus, Levi? Yep. And how long are you going to serve him? For six months or so? Forever. Forever. I like that answer. Good one. Okay, so just like I taught you, okay, and then, and then I teach them, and then you can plug your nose so you don't have water rush into your nasal cavity. Anyway, uh, on the basis of your confession, now, now watch me, I baptize you, Levi, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then he's going to bend his legs, right? You've been living your life. Now you're going public with your love for Jesus. You're going to identify with his, bend your knees, death, burial, and I like this part, don't you? How's it going? <laughs> and resurrection on the third day from the dead. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Okay. 
So that's the picture that you need to remember, okay? Well done, Levi. Thank you. We literally are showing, I, I used to live this way, but now I'm dying to my old way of life without Jesus, and you come up out of the water and I'm going to live new life in Jesus Christ, okay? The old has gone, the new has come. It's almost like a funeral. And can I just tell you, you guys are dangerous one more time, because we got no clock back there. Do we have a, I see it's 19, I guess there is nine, okay? Got to shut my, my bad eye. Okay, now I see it, nine. Okay, it's all good. Put my watch right here again, you guys. Uh, you better you say, Andy, get that clock fixed. Get that. We do have a new one. We just need to get it up, okay? Uh, it's almost like a funeral. Give me your eyes now. Switch gears. Uh, I am dead to old Jeff and how I used to live and my old master, which was sin and Satan and self, and I, and I just wanted to do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it, okay? That's really the essence of what it means to be lost, okay? Now, Jesus has grabbed a hold of my life. I've said I do to him, and now I'm a new person and alive in and through and because of Jesus Christ. Do you understand? That's what that's a picture of. I used to live on the old team. I, I followed Satan's team, but now I quit that team. I got a new master. I got a new boss. I got a new commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ, and he loves me. That's why we go public with our love for Jesus, okay? What are the three reasons? Number one, it's an act of obedience to our king. Uh, simple order, commander-in-chief, go make disciples. Once you're a disciple, a follower of Jesus, you go public, get baptized. Second, it's a public declaration of who's the boss in my life. Jesus is my king. Jesus is my leader. And I look back and I remember, oh yeah, oh yeah, I got my Jesus hat on. I got my Jesus ring on. I follow Jesus now. Third reason for getting baptized, it's an awesome picture of identifying with the death, the burial. And remember, held Levi, death, burial, and resurrection were identifying of Jesus Christ. Okay, new life in us that salvation and following Jesus brings to our lives. Um, some of you, let me just say, honestly, some of you have been holding out. <laughs> well, I'll get baptized some other day. Or, or, or mom and dad tell me I was baptized. Have you gone public for you? Have you gone public for yourself? I'm not talking. I'm glad mom and dad wanted you to live for Jesus. But now have you gone public and that was your choice, your decision? Okay. And can I just say, for those of you in the first service, it's not even too late. Can you believe it? We're going to be meeting right in the family room, the family cry room, I call it. Um, and if you'd like to join us, we'll be in there. And I'm meeting with a couple people. Well, we got room for another three, four, five. We could probably hold ten in there, okay? So if you've not done it and you'd say, you know what, I really need to, to make that choice to be obedient, 
to declare Jesus is my leader, my boss, and I want that picture of going down, I've been living this way, but now I want everybody to know I'm identifying with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. We'll be in there about five minutes after this service ends. Come, come meet us in the family room. Now, there are two ordinances, uh, two practices that we at Walloon practice as a local church, and, and I believe it's biblical. Um, the, the first is baptism, and that's what we've been talking about, right? Uh, say yes to Jesus, Savior and Lord, go public. It's called believer's baptism. What do we mean by that? It's, it's you have believed and received, and now you go public with that. The second ordinance, the second practice, is what we're going to celebrate right now, and that's the Lord's Supper, communion. Hebrews 12.2. Hebrews 12.2 says this up here on the screen. For the joy set before him, the hymn there is Jesus, for the joy set before Jesus, he endured the cross, scorning the shame, set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Here's my question. What was the joy that was before Jesus that he was willing to endure the cross. Think with me. What was it for the joy set before Jesus he was willing to endure the cross and the shame, Roman crucifixion, all of our sin. Okay? Are you ready? You and I who know and follow Jesus we're the joy. Think on that. We are the joy that was set before Jesus. So when he's about to endure the cross, he's thinking about us. He's thinking about new life. He's thinking about being the solution, the only solution to our sin problem. And he was it. For the joy, us, set before Jesus, he endured the cross. Bow your heads. And I just think for a few moments, let's just praise and adore and worship the one who saw you, who saw me as his joy. Joyful reason he allowed his sinless body to hang on that cross. We rejoice, we praise the Lord. Wow, he loved us so much that taking our place on the cross, he considered joy. When he allowed his blood to flow, do you realize he marked your account paid in full by the shed blood of the Lamb? Past, present, future. All your sin, all the garbage that would stink up your life, Jesus washes and cleanses and purifies head to toe, inside out. So here's my question. Is there anything that causes your life to smell, smell like sin because you haven't taken it to the cross? But I thought he already marked my account paid in full. He did. But now it's our job to apply the blood and confess 
We're not going to ignore it. We're going to not allow our, our lives to smell any longer. Lord, would you please wash and cleanse head to toe. I want to be in right relationship with you as I celebrate your sinless body, your amazing blood. Lord, show us. We're going to run to the cross. And as you make things clear, words that have come out of our mind shouldn't have come, attitudes going on in our brain that you just know are wrong. The Lord's making it clear right now. Things you've looked at, things you've listened to, things you've participated in, and the Lord will show you right now. He's good at conviction. Make it clear. And as you show me things, Lord, that I haven't confessed yet, I'm going to take care of that right now. You call it sin, I call it sin too. That's what confession means, calling it the same thing. You call it sin, Jesus, I call it sin. Would you please now wash and cleanse and purify me? I want to get back in right relationship with you. Myron, would you just take a moment and praise the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who willingly allowed his sinless body to be offered on our behalf. Lord, it's hard for us to imagine uh, the glory of heaven that you left to come down here. Lord, you were the only one that was qualified. You were the, the perfect lamb, Lord, and uh, the power and the majesty that you perform. And Lord, we saw just a glimpse of that last night in the, in the wind and the, and the lightning. And Lord, that was just a flick of your fingernail. And Lord, we stand in awe of you. And Lord, uh, we're so grateful for what you did for us on that cross. We allowed your body to be broken and hung on our behalf. And Lord, you could have, with your power, you could have called legions of angels to get you off that cross. Lord, but you endured it for us. So. We stand before you humbly, Lord, and we say thank you for all you've done. 1 Corinthians 11:23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he'd given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Without the shedding of blood... There's no cleansing. There's no remission of sin. Gil, would you praise our King Jesus Christ for his willingness to allow his blood to flow for our greatest problem in life? Lord, we uh, thank you that uh, one drop of your blood allows all of mankind to rise with you, Lord, when you return. Thank you for making the ultimate sacrifice for us, Lord, for loving us from the beginning of time, Lord, uh, having us fearfully and wonderfully made, and then uh, paying the ultimate sacrifice uh, so that we could be in body with you again. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11:25. In the same manner, after supper, Jesus took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me.
For whenever you eat this bread, whenever you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he returns.